Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. We are continuing our conversations in the Set Apart to Serve series as we encourage young people to consider church work vocations. And joining me today, fellow DCE Jolene Seabarth. She is Director of Youth Ministry and DCE at Emmanuel Lutheran Church and School in St. Charles, Missouri. Jolene, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thank you. Good to be here. I'm excited because we get to talk about DCEs today, which is fun. And we go, let's see, I think we were both in the DCE program at Concordia University. It was River Forest at the time, now Concordia, Chicago, way back in the 90s. So way back when. So when did you first learn about directors of Christian education before you even, was it before you came to Concordia University? So actually, I had not even heard of the DCE program until after I started at Concordia. I had grown up in a small community, so we had a church where the staff was just one pastor and then a part-time secretary. So I went to Concordia originally with the goal of going into physical therapy, athletic training field. And then once I was at Concordia, I had heard about the DC ministry program and thought, man, that is something that I did at my church growing up as a volunteer. Students were actively involved in things and really felt the tug of God to to pursue that ministry. So you were already doing some of these things that DCEs do as a youth, you were involved. Tell me more about where you where you grew up and, and the congregation where you were involved in doing some of these things. So I grew up in southeastern Michigan in a small community of uh, less than 700 people called Britain. And uh, our church was was very rural. So anytime things would want to be done by the youth, the youth were the primary leaders of, of those events with great adult support from parents and volunteers. So we had a lot of training of encouraging other people to, to be a part of things, of planning events, of figuring things out. And it just really connected with me when I learned what DC ministry was. And my first thought was, wait, people get paid to, to do these same things. <laughs> so it was something that I really felt God leading me towards. And I had such a positive experience as, as a youth in that small congregation and really wanted to bring that to others as well. And I can imagine how much that shapes how you approach your ministry as a DCE today and encouraging and equipping young people to serve in their congregations as well. What does that look like for you? I know we're going to leap ahead of some of the story today, but how has that shaped how you encourage and equip young people today? We have a, a youth leadership team at, at our church and did at the previous congregation I was at as well. And the youth's input of things that they would enjoy being a part of, including topics for Bible study and ways to engage their peers, it's, it's so important. It's so important to have that, that buy-in and that leadership from the teens at a, at a young age, and they look forward to that as well. Uh, the National Youth Gathering just happened, and we had a lot of kiddos who were repeat attendees, and just seeing their leadership, too, for the younger first-timers was was a beautiful thing, encouraging them in the sessions and, and helping them walk through all of that as well. So those leadership skills that start at the younger ages are definitely something that that are nurtured and brought out in those situations. 
So let's go back to your formation as a DCE. You found out more about the DCE program once you were at Concordia University. Who did you hear about the DCE program from? Was it fellow students for the DCE program director, or the DCE instructors? Tell me more about the, those little glimpses of director of Christian education that you learned about at Concordia. So back when I went to Concordia, there was a freshman camp. And you might remember freshman camp. Uh-huh. Yep. So there were students talking about, hey, if you're in the DC program, we're getting together for this. And I had no idea what those three letters meant, first of all. So talking with with people to find out, okay, what does DCE stand for? And then learning that it was a director of Christian education and then digging a little bit further into, well, what does this mean? How do, how do you serve? I was very familiar with other areas of ministry as a teacher and a pastor and knowing what those were all about. But DCE was a was a foreign phrase to me. So unpacking that a little bit with students who were in the program and then starting to get connected I took a class as an elective, first of all, for DCE to see if it was something that really rang with what I thought it was going to be and met a lot of great people who answered questions for me. And the DCE program directors were also a great resource as they shared with me what what this could look like in all the different ways that DCEs serve, not only in congregations, but in camps and other places across the Synod as well. So tell me then about, so you took that first class and it really gave you a glimpse of what you thought DCE ministry would be like, and you learned more about it. Your questions were answered. So take me into the the other classes that followed that. Obviously, it, you chose that path after taking that class. So what were the other classes that make up that DCE formation? So when I was going through the program, I actually ended up combining some of the classes with a master's program as well. So I ended up taking different practicum classes. I took church history classes. I took some teaching classes. When I was in St. Louis and I was trying to finish out part of the master's program after I already had my certification, I took a bioethics class. So there were a lot of different things that that went into that outside of a traditional DCE program course. But in the typical course, you do receive education classes. You receive how to how to lead groups. You go through the parish training and a lot of different other components as well. And then there's always electives that you can take. So if there's a special niche that you're looking at investigating more, you can take classes specific for that as well. Little known fact, I too went through that kind of alternate route as well, Mm -hmm. taking classes as an undergrad and then the Master of Arts in Religion program as well. Because like you, I found out more about the DCE program once I got to Concordia University. I had only met like one or two DCEs prior to that, but really didn't know much about it prior to going to Concordia University. So went through that same route. And I'm very thankful for the additional classes that I got to take through the Master's program, the Master of Arts in Religion program, because I really think that that really helped me as a DCE, just only strengthened me even mm-hmm. more. Yeah, it gives a little bit more depth to certain areas that maybe you wouldn't have taken as an undergrad, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who along the the path through your DCE formation and even into maybe your first call as you were, as you were considering this program and then studying and, and going into your first call, who were the encouragers for you as you went through this formation? Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of students that helped build me up through this as I was 
tried to figure out what exactly this all meant. I'll give a shout out to Bill Karpinko and Mark Blanke as two persons who who really helped help mentor me as I was going through the DCE program. They're people I still talk to today and find great value in, in their wisdom and partnership in ministry. Right now as a DCE, continuing to meet with other DCEs in both circuit and district, people who are in the same field. They're great partners to to walk through and bounce ideas off of and and have as prayer warriors and confidants in ministry as well as we're all going through the same same things in, in our various churches and, and ministries. And and as you know, we've had a challenging few years in, in rethinking how we do everything with with COVID and and it's been great to have that teamwork outside of even one's team in their own church into the greater DC community. Reflecting back on your years of formation, those classes for the DCE program, what was the most challenging class that you took as a DCE student? Mm, that's a great question. Well, <laughs> one of them, I'm going to say it's my own fault. I took Old Testament and I took it as a correspondence course because I was trying to maximize my credits. And I think correspondence courses are not the best for me because it's easy to to procrastinate and you don't have someone right there to to ask questions to. Um, but it did definitely challenge me to dig deeper into scripture than I might have sitting into the classroom. So, so that was both a blessing and, and a little bit of a challenge. And for the young person listening today, a correspondence <laughs> course is the equivalent of an online course, but not online. So you can't ask questions in real time. You just pointed out how long ago we went to college. I'm so sorry. <laughs> correspondence course, it was the precursor to online courses That's where right. you would get like all these materials and you do all the reading and, and send back and forth. You would correspond via <laughs> mail, like actually writing out your notes or questions. Yes. <laughs> so there's a history lesson for everyone yeah. today. Okay. So beyond the most challenging class, what about the the course or area of study that you really, like you today even, you go back and and reflect on or use those those materials or you really found most, the, the most useful course mm. from DCE program? I would say one that I go back to a lot is, is the group building course. I forget the exact name of the title, but it was basically how, how you function in a group, whether it's as a staff or whether it's leading small groups or whether it's large groups, a lot of the the lessons in there were very applicable to to different formats that I've used today. And I still have the book somewhere in my office on one of the shelves here. <laughs> was this group dynamics? Group dynamics. See, you knew exactly I, what I was talking about. There we go. Group <laughs> dynamics. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I took the same course yeah. as well. Yeah, very helpful. And I, I, I too have found it very helpful when working on a team, whether it's a, a board or a committee or in the just working together as a team. Yeah, mm -hmm. very helpful in understanding how teams function. Yeah. There's probably a different name for it today, but right. Yeah. Like correspondence course it has a different right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, we have more to learn about Directors of Christian Education with DCE Jolene Seabarth. She's Director of Youth Ministry at Emanuel Lutheran Church and School in St. Charles, Missouri. We'll continue the conversation in our Set Apart Serve ser series on the Coffee Hour in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others. 
to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series. Our guest today, DCE Jolene Seabarth. She's Director of Youth Ministry at Emanuel Lutheran Church and School in St. Charles, Missouri. And so tell us about the area in which you serve as Director of Youth Ministry at Emanuel. What does that mean, Director of Youth Ministry? So currently, my call is for grades 6 to 12. So I work with youth in the areas of of confirmation. We do service ministry. Bible studies, small groups, anything that connects to that age group. So we also involve parents a lot of times and things. We just got back from the National Youth Gathering, which is a part of that ministry area. We're gearing up for a confirmation retreat in a month. And tomorrow we actually have our junior high water wars. So it combines a lot of different things, whether it's relational ministry or Bible study, discipleship, so many different areas as we connect kids to each other and to Jesus and to adults. Well, clearly, Junior High Water Wars is all about baptism, right? Right, yep, with some water balloons thrown in there. (laughs) (laughs) So all about education and, and Christian education, particularly with young people, grades 6 through 12. How do you, and you mentioned parents and families are involved in that as well. How do you, how do you connect with parents? What's the, the relationship of DCE to parents in your congregation? So right now, parents are part of confirmation ministry, as well as some other areas. With confirmation ministry, the parents come with their students on different modules that we have. And then parents are hearing the same things as their, as their youth. And they can further those conversations at home. So we've done a lot of different topics from biblical worldview to world religions. We had one last year on technology and how to be smart with our use of technology and how we treat people through that as well. We try to involve parents in different service areas too. So in confirmation in particular, parents serve side by side with their teens as we walk through stuff, we've done projects for churches, Trinity Soulard's homeless ministry. We've done things like canvassing to promote trunk or treat, which brings in people from the community. So a lot of different, different areas. And then parents are key anytime we have events. So doing the training and mentoring with parents as well for things like the gathering. We had seven parents attend with us on that event. So that took took some time as we work through discipleship and how we how we lead well for for kiddos as we as we serve and and disciple. Hmm. So you really do have a lot of interaction with parents as well as youth in your role as director of youth ministry in DCE. What tell me more about relating to youth? I'm sure, you know, in those first few years right out of college, maybe it, you feel very connected to youth. How has that changed, you know, over the years as serving as a DCE as you get a couple more years out of college? Does that change how you relate to youth? What's that like today? Yeah, it does. I think as with anything as you grow and you you gain wisdom in the area you're serving, that changes the approach that you take a little bit. I've seen in the 
the most recent years doing some small group things. We have a a ministry called Dine and Discuss where students get together. We share a meal and we we just talk about life. We talk about questions they might have. Sometimes the questions are deep. Other times it's very surface level. But anytime there's those strong interactions between teens and adults, it's it's a great thing as they build those relationships and build that team of adults that they they feel they can talk to and they know well in their congregation. So there's a lot of different different things that I probably mm-hmm. didn't do the same when I was, you know, 22, 23 as I do now. <laughs> but I think the mission in all of them is still the same as we connect people to each other and to Jesus. So we talked about the relationship to parents, relationship to youth. What about relationship to the pastor or pastors you serve with? Yeah. So um, our team ministry here, I'll just use Emmanuel as, as an example. We have two pastors. We also have a vicar. And they're involved in, in youth ministry as well as we connect in confirmation. And our vicar went on the youth gathering with us. So having that continuity between ministries, between discipleship, and speaking on the same page is, is very important. Um, kids get to see the pastors up front, but sometimes they might not have that same level of relationship. So anytime pastors are able to come and connect with youth as well, it, it just helps build and strengthen that relationship. Hmm. And, and so how would you describe your relationship to pastors, whether it's at Emmanuel or other places that you've served? How important is it for you to, to collaborate or to serve together as a team and, and how you view each other's offices? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ministry connection to pastors is, is very important. So the church I was at before had one pastor and we had a smaller staff and, and we functioned uh, in, in a very strong way. And at Emmanuel, larger staff. And things happen a little bit differently when you have more people, but meeting weekly and making sure that everyone knows what's going on and that we're moving in the same direction and are on the same page is is equally as important whether you have a large staff or small staff. So whether it's formal meetings or, or pop-up meetings just to talk about what's been going on and share concerns, um, that's very important as well. Anytime I have a concern I need to talk through, I know that they're ready and willing to, to help as well. Is there anything that you would say is unique about the, the role of Director of Christian Education or DCE? I would say one of the unique things is that it's always unique. So whether you're in a congregation doing youth ministry or a congregation doing children's ministry, or you're in a congregation where you're doing all across the, the lifespan, there's there's new things that that pop up all the time. Even if you're going from one church to another for youth ministry, it's not going to look the same because every church functions a little bit differently. And also with DC ministry, it, it's not necessarily just in a church that you can serve. You can serve at camps. You can serve as KFUO radio host. You can serve in so many so many different ways. So let's dig into the skills one would need to to. To serve as a DCE, what are the skills that you think are really important for one to have that if you saw those in a young person, you might consider encouraging them to be a DCE? What are the types of skills or maybe qualities that you would look for? I know this will sound simple, but the basics is is to love Jesus and love people. Beyond that, there's there's so many different skills that, that come mm-hmm. into play that if someone 
if someone was looking to be a DCE and maybe they're not, maybe they're not the most organized or maybe they don't like to plan, that doesn't preclude them from being a DCE because as we said, DC is about team ministry. It's not just a DC in a church, but you have your pastor, you have your other teammates as well, and you all lean on each other's strengths and, and weaknesses. Um, but if someone has a passion for sharing Jesus with people, for discipleship ministry, for faith formation across the ages, that would be someone who I would encourage to prayerfully consider if God is leading them towards DC ministry. Having those organizational skills is certainly valuable too. Yeah. <laughs> if they have those two. I mean, yeah. it helps out. It, it, it helps. helps. People it helps. appreciate that. <laughs> it, it, it could be useful. Tell <laughs> me then, how how do you see as a DCE, how are you encouraging and, and how would you, uh, uh, you know, encourage us, other members of your congregation or other members throughout the church to encourage young people to consider serving as directors of Christian education? What can we be doing? on a, a daily, weekly, monthly basis to encourage young people to consider a director of Christian education? I would say identify people that you see some of those strong gifts in, invite them to to come alongside, to get some experience in volunteering in the church if they're not already, finding those those sweet spots for them to to gain some confidence and get a look at what it really looks like. My previous congregation, some kids had in the public school had some classes that they could take and get internship hours. And I had kids volunteer to come and work with me one day a week. And that way they got to take a look at what DC ministry was all about. So providing those those open doors for people to to get their toe in the water and, and see what that looks like would be super important. We're around people all the time. So seeing those young people who have those those special gifts. And again, the main gifts, loving Jesus, loving people. And mm-hmm. the rest of it is things that, that can be taught and learned. But at the core, this ministry is, is all about that lifespan education and sharing Jesus with people. Now, you mentioned earlier that you had the opportunity to serve as a youth in your own congregation when it was planning and leadership for the youth ministry in your congregation. And you have a, a team of youth at Emmanuel who help lead as well. Give us some practical examples of what that, what those opportunities to serve look like to give youth um, is something that, you know, maybe we're not thinking of the, the ways that, that young people can serve. Sometimes we might just kind of gloss over and say, oh yeah, they can help with this or this, but not really think about all the ways that they could be serving in their congregation because we might look over it because maybe they're young and we think oh only adults should be doing that are what are the ways that 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 you found where we can the the places where we can encourage young people to to use their gifts and serve in the congregation sure so right now some of the ways that the youth serve is they play in some junior high events and and get interact with the junior high students there, some of them are actually helping tomorrow with our Water Wars game and planning the games. They put a trunk together for a trunk or treat. They do the devotion for that as well. Youth serve as ushers in our congregation. It's part of the confirmation ministry, but it's another way for them to, to get their toe in the water into serving in the congregation. The youth also help out at retreats for the junior. They take on leadership roles and, and leading devotions and, and other things along those lines. So it's so a lot of different different things. My last congregation, we had a prayer partner ministry where we partnered youth and adults together 
and the youth would help plan our social events that we would do, which we'd go cosmic bowling or we'd have a picnic and they would help lead the game. So, so any of those opportunities, just another way for, for kids to feel connected into the life of the church. In doing so, have you had the opportunity to see budding leaders kind of come out of their shell and, and unfold? Yeah, there's there's some teens who will come multiple years on retreats and help out. And it's really amazing to to see that growth from first event to to last event. It's beautiful to see the the shepherding quality a lot of them have as they as they walk side by side with with younger teens and and the younger ones look up to them so much. It's great to see how they take that leadership role seriously and when they share their faith stories with others, it's it's great to to hear how God has been working in their life. And then they're an example to the next generation as well of what God is doing in their lives. How can, so if we, if we know a young person that, uh, the young people in our lives, in our congregations, we see those gifts in them, what can we do then? How can we get them connected to a DCE program to learn more about serving or that formation of DCE and serving as a DCE in the future? So I know that Concordia Chicago, I'm sure there's others that do as well, but Chicago is the one I'm most familiar with. They offer Careers for Christ weekends while kids are in high school. And that's an opportunity for them to come and get a glimpse of what these programs are all about as they as they serve God in their vocation. There's five Concordias right now that offer the DC program, Concordia, Nebraska, Concordia, Chicago, Concordia, St. Paul, Concordia, Irvine, and Concordia, Texas all have DC programs. So those are all places that people can reach out to and take a look and see what what the programs encompass and what it would take to to receive a DC degree through those schools. Our guest today, Jolene Seabarth, she's DCE and Director of Youth Ministry at Emanuel Lutheran Church and School in St. Charles, Missouri. Jolene, thank you so much for spending some time with us in this special Set Apart to Serve series and uh, being our guest sharing about Directors of Christian Education. Thank you. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.